So it's so good to see you here. My name is Jason. Uh, have you enjoyed the conference so far? Good. That's all I like to hear. Well, uh, of course, we're on our final day, so thank you so much for coming along. Uh, my name's Jason. I'm from Exeter, so I'm, uh, from Rediscover Church in Exeter, also part of Elim Digital. I don't know if you've heard about Elim Digital, but last year, last February, we put together the very first um, Elim Digital Conference. So that was an all-day event, which you can still access online at elim.org.uk slash digital. But also we're doing things like digital masterclasses right now about all sorts of different topics. So everything like social media to video editing to camera work. And I will be the first one to say I'm just le- doing it to learn myself. <laughs> so getting lots of guest speakers to share their expertise uh, and to kind of share with others to encourage others. So indeed, I- I'm going to mention at the end that if you have any ideas of workshops, perhaps even something you'd love to to share with Elam Churches yourself, perhaps a skill set or a technique or whatever it may be, do get in touch and we'd love to put together an Elam Digital Masterclass um, with you involved, which would be fantastic. But say, I'm part of um, Rediscover Church and Exit, but I've also been involved with God TV. Uh, I looked after social media for God TV work and people like Jesus Culture, Joy Smart, Hillsong, uh, the whole lot putting together social media. Uh, but also involved with Life Church in America and uh, I during the pandemic, I'm sure you embrace church online. Well, they not only stream their service once, but then they then repeat that service 81 times in the week. So uh, as you can imagine, that's a thousands, of pound, thousands of people tuning into church online, which is incredible. So I've been involved with them uh, and all sorts of stuff. But um, I don't know how the pandemic was for you, but digital wasn't just a small thing, was it? It was everything, and we were all in together. Who, who uh, never used Zoom before? until the pandemic, and they started using Zoom. Look at that. We've got some Zoomers in this room. Woohoo! It's good. Who uh, never used a green screen before, and then they started using the green screen? During the pandemic. No? No? Okay, no one here. Uh, how about using a camera or video editing, all that sort of stuff? First time in the pandemic? Look at this. Well, well done for kind of learning and skilling up, uh, and hopefully it wasn't too drastic, and hopefully there weren't too many tears. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the ride as well. But today we are say looking at digital at the heart of mission um, and in the context of social media really, how we can use Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that sort of stuff to share about Jesus. Uh, and it's some really exciting stuff that is going on. So let's go back to basics really. Uh, why do we use the digital space? Why do we use social media to share about Jesus? Well, it is the technology of our time. We had the print and press. That's how the Bible came along into being uh, in printed form. We had the print and press, then we had radio, then we had television, and now we've got the internet that we can reach people further and faster than ever before with the good news of the gospel. Um, If it's a tablet, if it's a laptop, if it's an iPad, whatever it may be, we are able to fulfill and reach people uh, and see lives change. That's exciting, right? Like, you know, if you've heard about this conference, as you know from your churches, you know, our heart is not just to have a great service. It's to see people saved. And we can do that as we embrace the digital space. Now, we are learning as we go. (laughs) If you know anything, the digital space changes so much. Instagram, there's another update on Instagram. You're like, oh gosh, how do I do that? But that's the exciting opportunity that we have. So you can be creative. You can do things and see, is that going to work? Well, you know, do it. Try things out. Uh, and you can, uh, you know, see incredible, incredible things happen. But here's the thing that I kind of love to bring to you today. Now, who kind of looks after their church Facebook page 
or uh, you know, was involved in social media for their church. Who's involved with social media for their church? Cool. So we've got some people involved here. Good to see you guys. Welcome. Welcome. Um, the thing is, I don't know about you, I spend so much time putting together social media posts for my church. Like, perhaps I'm just a little bit obsessive, but I spend ages, you know, perfecting the great photograph, you know, putting the right filter on, writing the best caption, choosing the right emoji. I choose something and then change a different one. Like, I spend ages, and I'm not going to lie, sometimes I feel disappointed because I post it online, it gets like two likes. And I'm like, great. <laughs> two, you know, two likes after all that work. And I'm like, what is going on? Uh, you know, I post amazing things like baptism testimonies, you know, videos all on there, all this sort of stuff. And to be honest, it does kind of all right. And I'm a little bit disappointed sometimes about the response on social media. Well, here's my thought that I was kind of bring to you today is that social media, I often kind of call church social media as the digital uh, welcome mat or the digital doorstep. You know, as we, you know, have our houses and our flats, we put out that welcome mat to welcome people. Well, people go on to our social media, our websites, our digital platforms to check us out as a church and to see if it's something they would like to come along to in person or indeed online. But I think that, you know, a majority of people out there in the world do not like, you know, do not follow any church social media accounts. Majority of these people in this world do not have any connection with a local church that they can follow, they can engage with on social media. And that's a shame, right? We are called to share the good news. And so today, I love to kind of unpack, really, a big question. How do we make content go viral online? How do we make content viral go online? Now, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. <laughs> but they're not. So it's not an easy thing to do. But how do we make content go viral online? Now, we produce so much content as churches, don't we? We put together beautifully filmed testimonies. We write blog articles. We put together posts and stories. We put shareable graphics together, sermon short videos, all sorts of different stuff. We are content creators as churches. And we spend so much time putting all these things together. And the algorithms don't make it easy. You know, Facebook, what, you know, it's always that boost button. You know, give us money to boost this post. Um, you know, boost this, put some money towards that. But still, these posts generally just do very well. Well, can we make our content go viral? Now, what do I mean by content go viral? Well, I've got some examples here. Now, who's that? It is Susan Boyle. Okay, can you, who watched from Britain's Got Talent a couple of years back? There we go. Do you know how many views that video got online? 256 million views online. What is that about? I mean, it's a, she's got a great voice. <laughs> but 256 million views. And yet, I, you know, I've got the message of Jesus and I put it online and it just four likes. <laughs> what, why does that content go viral? Why does that content go viral? Another thing I hear, you might have seen this TV advert from a couple of years ago. It's for Cadbury. It was the most random TV advert ever. A guy dressed in a gorilla suit, playing, playing the drums. It was really random. This TV advert got millions of views online. And I'm like, why? Why did that post? Why did that video do well online? Why did it go viral? Now, who loves a good John Lewis advert? Yeah, it's, it's not Christmas without a John Lewis advert, right? And it gets millions of views online. People are like, share, 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 share. And that's great. But my post as a church, I'm like, share, follow, like. And they could do so much better. 
So I've got a question. How do we produce viral content? As I say, it's not easy. There is not a simple formula. But hopefully in our short time together, we're going to be looking at some um, key themes, key, key ideas, perhaps some uh, key creative things that you can take back to your church to implement uh, in the realm, in the world of social media. Now, you might be thinking, okay, so, you know, Susan Ball, I get it, you know, people dressed in gorilla suits, I get it, it's a little bit weird, a little bit odd, and that goes viral. But Christian content does go viral. Um, as I say, I worked at God TV for a period, um, and another channel who do Christian content is TBN. And this was a video from J. John. Uh, this video, it got 12 million views, which I don't think is bad, right? 12 million views for a, a piece of video. And, you know... It is another channel, and of course, we're cheering them on. But also, it was a little bit of a rival for me, <laughs> working at God TV. So I wanted to understand, okay, why did that video do so well? And I came up with some kind of ideas, really. So why this video did really well is that it was a recognizable preacher. It was J. John. You know, people knew him. It wasn't like, who was this guy who just popped up on newsfeed. It was J. John. Everyone knew him. It was a funny, feel-good video. The video, do check it out online. Um, it's basically him talking to someone on the plane, what he does as a job. But he does it very cryptically. He says, like, hey, I work for an organization that has in locations around the world. Of course, it's a church. <laughs> so he does it very cryptically. It's a funny and feel-good video. The thumbnail is really captivating. Can you see that? Hilarious description of what a pastor actually does. That draws you in. You're like, hmm, why is it hilarious? You know, what's going on there? It draws you in. The th um, uh, it's short. It's only 2 minutes 19. Like, How often do we post things online and it's like 5 minutes, 10 minutes long? And we're like, yeah, you can watch it. Now people are busy. They're scrolling through their news feed. So shorter, simpler, uh, really helps to you know, engage people on social media when they're already you know, busy scrolling lots of, lots of things through that. It, uh, doesn't have a f it doesn't have a fade in. It doesn't start with a lovely title sequence and it goes, we're TBN, this is J. John, here's a video. No, it just goes bang into it without any hesitation. So if you've got videos that you post online and it does take a bit of a while to get them going, it seems like, right, you know, 30 seconds in, we're still at this beautiful title sequence. I recommend just, just try and cut it out and see what happens. Um, because certainly, you know, we... we modeled a lot of our videos at God TV based on this sort of stuff now. Um, and our videos just did so much better. So um, really helpful kind of stuff there to implement in your church. There was no name tags. Um, there was no logo. Like in the top right-hand corner, there was no logo or anything like that. It was just the video itself. But a really, really key thing is this caption. I'll read it out to you. Uh, um, here we go. Uh, how he describes his job as a pastor will leave you in stitches. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of intrigues me. I'm like, why did it leave me in stitches? Like, what's that about? It's kind of that hook. It makes me intrigued. And why it generated those, all those sorts of views, partly, is that people were intrigued. Well, why is it hilarious? Like, what is Jay John on about here? Um, uh, also, we found that at God TV, props work really well in videos. So, you know, like yesterday, Rachel Hickson had the M&Ms. Like, that would be a great social media clip. And that would do well on social media. Like, Rachel Hickson's a well-known preacher. Uh, M&Ms is a good prop. So, um, you could have, you know, a beautiful video here. You know, what has M&Ms got to do with the message of Jesus? Like, that would draw people in. You'd be like, oh, I'm intrigued. I'm going to find that out. So... This is just a, a really thought here because, you know, the idea of viral, um, of viral you go on the, online on Google and it'll be like 
nah, you know, it's just random. Like, you know, the Susan Boyle video was just random. But no, there, you know, there are techniques. There are ways to make our content go viral. Um, and yeah, is it going to be winning all the time? No, it won't do. But hopefully, you know, we can just experiment and see which goes, or which things go there. So other ideas, which we're going to have a look at in a moment. It's just kind of the headline uh, kind of topics, really. It's all about putting out content online that is not only uh, great content, but also goes out at the right time, on the right place, uh, indeed on the right platform. Um, it's exploring authenticity and being vulnerable on social media. Uh, it's changing perceptions of the church, changing perceptions of who a Christian is, what the church is all about. Uh, it's sharing practical value on social media, creating conversations. Funny enough, so there's clues in the name about social media. It's supposed to be social. Uh, and it's uh, exploring different expressions of digital communities online. Do you know if, uh, you know, I don't know, I work uh, for the church in an operations role. So I work, look after events, I look after digital, all that sort of stuff. Well, it seems, well, don't I do? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of things that I'm sure we all do in the local church. And we only can do so much, right? But I would encourage you, if you are a little bit dismayed on social media and it just doesn't seem to be taken off, I would just be creative, try something different, experiment, because you never know where a content, uh, how it may perform and who it may reach. So let's dive into kind of these things a little bit in more detail. Timing is everything on social media, okay? So does anyone recognize this person? Yeah, okay, so this is Brenda from Bristol, okay? She became a viral hit. Now, that one million plus views there doesn't quite cut it. Her videos probably did about six million views. She was a randomer on a street in Bristol. <laughs> and she got asked, in the context of it, at the time, the UK had uh, an election about the EU, uh, and also there was a Scottish referendum, and there was a prospect of another general election. And everyone, I'm sure, in the UK had the same thought, oh no, not another election. And a BBC news reporter went to Brenda and said, Brenda, we have another prospect of another general election on the cards. And she said her famous words, oh, um, you're joking, not another one. And this clip went viral. Honestly, Google Brenda from Bristol. That's how famous it is, Brenda from Bristol. This clip went viral. It went to the US, it went to everywhere. And why I'm saying that, saying that is that timing is everything. This clip, it went online and it was what the nation was thinking, what the nation were feeling. And people were like, yeah, I don't need to explain what I think about this general election. I'm just going to give it a share, and this explains everything. Timing is everything. Timing is everything on social media. Uh, so I, I don't know what time you go to bed, but some nights, I need to, I need to monitor my hours. Sometimes at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning, something like that. Um, and I get ads, I know, I know. I get ads on my Facebook feed advertising from Domino's and Exeter. Who loves pizza? Oh, okay, mixed, right. Um, <laughs> I won't ask the question who likes pineapple on pizza, because that is controversial. That's controversial. Um, I get ads uh, like from 10 a.m., uh, sorry, 10 p.m. until about 1 p.m. from Domino's in Exeter, and they try to sell me pizza. And the content goes like this. Um, it's late, you've got your munchies, and we've got the cookies. Order now at domino's.co.uk. Uh, you're awake and we're awake. Stop scrolling and order from us. 
they're really clever. Now, you know, they know people late at night do get hungry. <laughs> so they run these Facebook ads. And I don't know if you know this, but if you, if you haven't used Facebook ads before, do give it a go. You've got so many different targeting options. You can target anyone. Like, you can target anyone based on so many uh, different criteria. Well, Domino's want to, uh, you know, sell their pizza to me between this time only because they know this post in itself doesn't do very well. But I bet you they sell a lot of pizza through this post. And the reason why, at late at night, people get a little bit hungry uh, and they see this ad and think, yeah, I'm going to buy some pizza. So have a think. You know, just kind of a, thinking about the different timing because, you know, as I say, we're busy people and we tend to write a post and chuck it out at any time. But actually, when is the best time to post that post? Um, when is the best time to reach people with the message you're trying to communicate? Um, a charity who you know, who I'm sure you know, Samaritans, they're really clever about timing and you know, putting stuff on social media that makes use of best timing. So on a Monday, they post this. Happy Monday, it's the start of a new week. Remember, no matter what comes your way, this week we're here for you. Late at night, when people are you know, at bed, uh, they might have think they had a really rubbish day. They might you know, really feel bad for themselves, who knows? A post like this does really well. It, it, if today was difficult, leave it behind. Tomorrow is a new day. Uh, they reflect over there about current news stories, you know, court cases. That one there is about um, domestic abuse, and it was saying, hey, if, you know, yourself are experiencing domestic abuse, get in touch with us. We'd love to, you know, help and support you and point you in, uh, you know, in the right direction of charities who can support you. They're really clever with their posts, and they optimize, and that's the key word, optimizing their posts for the best timing and for it to reach the most kind of most people as possible. So do explore your social media posts. And as I said, this is all about why does stuff go viral? Well, their posts do really, really well. This post here, um, you know, 133 likes, 58 shares and all that sort of stuff. And because people are on their phones at the right time, they see this content and they think, yeah, that's speaking to me. I'm going to give it a share. Um, can you remember when um, the Bernard Castle situation came about with Dominic Cummins? Remember that one? So spec savers were really cheeky. <laughs> of course, they sell glasses. So they produce these adverts. Don't come to us. Go for a 30-mile drive instead. And they produce these. Should have gone to Barnard Castle. Um, all these kind of taken the mick of the, of the situation out there. But these, video, uh, these posts went viral because, you know, it, it was funny, <laughs> quite frankly. They were, you know, taking the mick of the situation. Um, so another good account to follow for creative ideas is, is Innocent Smoothies. Innocent Smoothies do some really creative stuff on social media, and it's fun, it's crazy, and they're on the edge, but it, in a good way. It's good. So, uh, tell me everything. Things like this. Uh, Pray for London. You know, when we see incidents in the news like terrorist attacks when they happen, um, you know, any national news stories that we would love to encourage prayer for, why not put a graphic on your church social media page? Uh, a really good um, uh, Facebook group is called Church Social Media Managers. Church Social Media Managers. If you, you know, if there is, this was from the London Bridge attack. Um, if there was, you know, an incident in London, go onto Church Social Media Managers, and often people have already posted graphics on there. Um, if there is a national news story, a worldwide news story, often people have posted graphics on there that simply you can download and post on all church um, social media accounts. So before we kind of wrap up on, on timing, really, some ideas of how to go viral with your content is not only having the right audience, but having the right time of when to post. Creating content that res resonates with the mood of the nation. Um, when Boris Johnson went in to hospital uh, when he had COVID and was in uh, intensive care, 
we actually as a church put together an online prayer meeting within 15 minutes of that news breaking. So we used a platform called StreamYard. StreamYard, if you haven't used it yet, uh, I should be on commission. I've told so many people about StreamYard. I wish I was. Um, StreamYard is then where you can broadcast from your computer and you can go live to nine different social media accounts instantly. So actually, as a church, we do a communion and we do um, a kind of a prayer section every single day at 7.15 a.m., in the morning, every single day. So this morning on our Facebook page, we had 80 people tuning into a communion uh, event and prayer meeting, and we did it. We've done that all the day through, all the way through lockdown. Actually, through lockdown, we did a morning and evening, um, but we realised that was quite a lot. So um, yeah, do explore. Time is everything. Explore getting these online prayer meetings together. We had about 500 people tune into that emergency prayer meeting for Boris Johnson, all very quickly because we're able to mobilise a kind of a, uh, a prayer meeting all online. You know, stuff like the 24-7 prayer movement, movement, they really understand the importance of uh, timing. You know, when the Ukraine situation, where, you know, it really hit the news, uh, they had some uh, prayer resources they were able to send out, put on their social media pages, and encourage people to pray for the situation in Ukraine. So that is about timing um, and, you know, how we can make our social media posts viral or certainly things to consider is about the use of timing. But secondly, it's about authenticity. Now, has anyone heard about, about the app called Be Real? Has anyone heard about the app called Be Real? Have we got some Be Reals? Fantastic. Cool. Well, Be Real is currently probably about the third or fo- fourth most popular app in the UK right now. And how it works is simply like this. It will send everyone who downloads the Be Real app uh, a notification says this, you've got two minutes left to capture a B-reel and see what your friends are up to. Very, very simply, uh, you'll get that notification through and you're supposed to take a picture there and then. And the idea is clue in the name, really. It's supposed to be B-reel. It's not a kind of a, you know, a manipulative photo. It is a picture of where you are at the moment. Now, it's the third or fourth most popular app right now. Like, that's not bad, right? And I think it just shows a trend that people really appreciate authenticity on social media. Um, you know, it's not about this Instagram, you know, beautifully, not say doctored photo, but, you know, manipulated photo. It is just where we are at the same time. So this was just us the other week. We put a bit of scaffolding up. Um, pretend he's got a hat on. He did at one point. Um, and we had this B-roll notification through it. And we took a photo and we were able to post online. So authenticity is a really key kind of topic right now in the digital space. I've got a video now, a guy called Owen in our church. Owen is our intern, one of our interns, and he shares uh, videos on TikTok. So who's got TikTok here? Who's confused by TikTok? Yeah, I am, yeah, it's good. So there are so many people (laughs) confused by TikTok. Well, he is a digital media missionary. He's a digital media missionary on TikTok. He has got 14,000 followers on TikTok. Uh, he has got uh, all his videos all together. have got 271,000 likes. And, thi- and I'm going to show you a video now, but I've cut up bits of videos. But the first video alone has got 11,000 likes, okay? So I'm going to show you this, and we'll talk about it afterwards. Here we go. Please wait. I would just love to pray for you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this child of God. And I pray right now your blessing upon them, that you would come and you would meet them where they are. God has a purpose for your relationship. He doesn't just want you to take good Instagram pictures. He wants you to take kingdom territory with that partner. How are you going to let God use you if you're not fully in submission of him? 
We can often live our lives wanting to hold on to so many parts of our, our life, the world, our feelings, our emotion, and sometimes they can get the better of us. But I promise you, when you dedicate, when you submit, when you surrender everything to God, He will use you. Hey, I just love to pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the child of God. I want to thank you, Lord, that they are made beautifully and wonderfully in your image. And any fear or any doubt of that right now, I cast out in your name. Fantastic. So that's just a kind of compilation of clips there. And as you've seen, they're quite simple, really. <laughs> they're quite simple. But he has thousands upon thousands of young people tune into his TikToks. He does a live from the office normally. And he has like 3,000, 4,000 people tuned to his TikToks. And these young people probably uh, would never walk into a church building, majority of those. But people on these chats, uh, on TikTok, you get a little bit of a chat room, and they're saying, hey, my mum's in hospital, can you pray for me? Questions such as, you know, you talk about Jesus. Who is this Jesus person? Um, he's uh, incredible. <laughs> it's going into a digital space and reaching people for Jesus. You know, if you are on TikTok, you know, it's, there are so many more platforms there. You know, go on Facebook, as Twitter, YouTube, whatever it may be. It is a mission field, and you never, ever, ever know who's watching. We had someone who tuned into his TikTok um, and really engaged with his content, not a Christian. Um, he, Owen talked about Rediscover Church, and this guy made the travel down to Rediscover Church to meet Owen, uh, came to the service, and this guy became a Christian, all from that engagement on TikTok. And there will be new platforms that come on, and we'll be stumped how to use them, first of all. But give it a try. You know, the, you know, where young people are at is where people are at. They're online. They are looking at their phones. They're looking at their iPads. They're looking at their computers. And how can we introduce people to Jesus? But Owen here, you know, as I say, his videos are quite simple. Um, but he's very honest. Uh, he's fun. He's quite random. He had the cucumber thing going on. It was like, what was that about? Um, but he does, you know, short and purposeful videos that each have kind of a, a, a real aim to them. Like, they're real clear what they are. And, you know, check them out. Own Proudly on TikTok. Uh, but authenticity is kind of one thing that seems to be doing really well on social media. This is another example of uh, an interesting way of being authentic on social media. This is a uh, guy's not a Christian, but his name is Ben. He's got 80,000 followers on TikTok. Um, 1.7 million views across his videos. And as you can see, it's really simple what he does, but he's been really authentic, um, and he's really encouraging people to open up about their emotions and their feelings in the digital space. Um, but let's watch this. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Hey. Hi. Are you alright? My parents are very much stiff up a lip. I think sort of result I'm kind of the opposite and I overflow really easily and I'm probably emotional. How are you anyway? Are you alright? I'm alright, yeah. And I've got two little kids and Hi, mate, you alright? You too, mate, you too. Hi, mate, you alright? Yeah, good, thank you. I am. I hope you're okay. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah.
Have a great day. Yeah, I hope you're okay. I hope you're okay. And this guy called Ben, he goes around the UK with this placard and often it says, if you need a friend, that's talk. And he has all these people who walk by him and they open up and talk to him. Now, we do this as a church, don't we? Every Sunday we say, hey, how are you feeling? You know, how can I pray for you? How can I encourage you? And this guy, you know, check him out on, um, so on TikTok. But people are opening up and say, do you know, I am struggling right now, but no one's ever thought about, you know, asking me about it and encouraging me and helping me. Um, but in the digital space, we can do that. You know, behind a laptop, behind a phone, behind, behind an iPad, I found that people really open up. Um, you know, people just need a space to do so. People feel lost. People are searching about the big questions of life. Um, but they just need a friend out there who says, let's chat. So give it a go. Uh, give it a go in thinking about how we can use social media for that authentic, conversational sort of post. And, and as you can see, it's really simple, really simple aesthetic, really simple look. But the conversations are incredible what happens there. Now, this is a word about not try to be actually authentic. Now, if you watch TV, this, this is the only way is Essex. <laughs> I didn't know that until a friend told me, and they were like, oh, that's Essex. Um, but a charity um, paid for one of the only ways Essex stars to promote their charity shop online. Now, we found out that this only way Essex star never went to this charity shop. <laughs> they just got paid to promote this, uh, this charity shop, and that kind of misses the point, really. You know, if they're promoting something, and I get, you know, brands are, you know, paying influencers to promote their products, but, you know, that's make sure our content that we put online is authentic. You know, we don't manipulate or we, you know, we don't, um, yeah, make up stuff. You know, just encourage people to share honestly their stories because people really resonate that, with that. As you can see from that Ben, from that Owen, uh, people really open up and engage with people. Cool, so that's about authenticity. So, you know, why does stuff go viral online? It's about timing, it's about authenticity. Thirdly, it's about having this clear and simple call to action. So during the pandemic, we um, created a Facebook photo frame and we created a poster. And the poster was really simple like this. It said it was, a, it was a pair of hands praying and it said, I'm praying. So we encouraged everyone in our church to put up an I'm praying poster in their window. Now, can you imagine everyone was locked in their homes? Can you imagine those days? I'm glad we're out of it. But one thing we were allowed to do is that we were allowed to walk. We were allowed to you know, get a bit of fresh air, remember that one hour a day at one point? Um, and across Exeter, not just our church, but all the churches in the city put up these posters in their window. And it was incredible to see so many I'm praying in people's windows. And it went viral. It went viral. In fact, so much so is that Premier Christian Radio got hold of it. We did an interview. Um, it went to the magazine. Um, and we reckon it was thousands upon thousands of people across the UK put an I'm praying poster in their window. Encouraged to pray for the COVID situation. Um, but it's not only that. We also produced the graphic for social media. So people on their Facebook photo frames uh, could put the praying hands as well. So again, I was scrolling through my um, newsfeed and saw I'm praying about the COVID situation that ended the pandemic. And you can still find it now, um, I'm praying online. But is there something that you can do as a church uh, that has a really clear and simple call to action? Remember the ice bucket challenge? Anyone do the ice bucket challenge there? Wow, brave. <laughs> I escaped. 
Um, but it raised a phenomenal amount of money for uh, you know looking into the serious issue here. 115 million dollars, um, and it got everyone involved. You saw on social media, didn't you? Everyone posting their videos. Everyone get very wet and very cold. But it was a really clear and simple call to action. Remember Wordle? Who's done Wordle here? Who's good at Wordle? I'm not. Oh, got very good at Wordle. Very clever. Um, it gets everyone involved. It's kind of a viral trend. You have a bit of a fear of missing out, really, if you're not on Wordle. Everyone sharing their results. It's good fun. Um, and it really took off as a really easy game for people to get involved in. So what I mean, you know, clear and simple call to actions as a church. Well, here's some ideas. Why not get your church to share a three-word testimony on social media? So how about, okay, you know, put your testimony on your Facebook page of your, of in three words. Can you kind of minimize it down there and see where it goes? I've had conversations on my Facebook uh, feed where I post a picture from the Sunday service and someone's reached out to me and they said, I never knew that you went to church. I never knew you were a Christian. I'll be able to pray for them and build good connections. Uh, why not encourage your church to put all their baptism stories online? So, you know, if we have a, a baptism service, you can say, hey, right, here's a great social media post. You know, here's a way to frame it. Here's how to write your baptism st uh, story. Encourage people to put it online. And you never know who is watching uh, and may encourage, you know, come to church, may find uh, a faith in Jesus. You could have a create, uh, like an invite a friend post online. So if you create some wording as, as a church, you know, for us as a church, hey, you know, why not join us at Rediscover Church this Sunday, 9.30 and 11.30 a.m.? Encourage your whole church to put that on their social media feeds. And that's a really easy way to get your whole church inviting a friend. You never know who may see that post. We've had people who, uh, we did this as a church, and we've had people come along to church simply by one of these Facebook posts um, on, someone, on someone's news feed. You know, come along to church, they did, found a new fa uh, faith in Jesus, and incredible things have happened. Now. It's an opportunity to take part at the same time. So get people, mobilize your church with some really fun, engaging social media ideas. Okay, another thing, another thing that goes viral online is posts that challenge perceptions about the Christian faith, surprise and intrigue. Now, why have I put about brickies on here? Well, on, I don't know who watches BBC Three here, but there's a program on BBC Three about bricklayers. And um, now, I don't know what you think, you know, perhaps a stereotypical bricklayer looks like, but you probably, I'm guessing, probably don't think of like a 22-year-old female. You know, you're probably thinking of a, a bloke who's probably a bit later on in life, I'm guessing, okay, as, you know, a stereotypical thing. But these, uh, this program is challenging perceptions of people who work in the construction industry, and it is exceptional. Uh, these guys here, they tell about their lives, they tell about their stories, and this whole group now are going around to schools and challenging perceptions about the construction industry. Now, on social media, how can we challenge people's perceptions about church in our social media posts? As a church, we've got a guy here called Cliff. Cliff has been in prison for over seven years. Um, he has got tattoos, like, everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Um, he is an incredible guy. Now, frankly, for some people thinking about church... Perhaps that image, perhaps Cliff's image does not come to mind. <laughs> You're thinking perhaps of a, a you know, middle-class setting or whatever it may be. But, you know, Cliff perhaps is not your 
typical churchgoer? I don't know, someone who, you know, um, can surprise and intrigue people about the Christian faith. We put this guy's uh, testimony online, and it got 21,000 views, which is pretty good, I think. Um, he's, he was involved in the skinhead community um, and things like rioting as well and all that sort of stuff. His uh, mates in this community looked at this video. We had guys from the skinhead community coming down to our services from this video online, and they became Christians from this video alone. So who in your church can you take video of? Who can you share testimonies of in your church? And it's not necessarily always the likely people, you know, the ones you go to automatically. It's the unlikely. It's the people that you know, who've got interesting stories to share, who've got interesting things to say about how Jesus is changing their life. Uh, we, here, a couple of years back, we had this girl called Sophie. Sophie was, anyway, 15 years old, and she had a heart for the homeless. So what she did, she um, reached out to the local newspaper, and she said, hey, I'm looking for hot water bottles. Um, and what the idea was is that these hot water bottles could be put on trees in Exeter City Centre. So people in the community, homeless people, could go to these trees, get one of these um, hot water bottles, and then inside was a little bit of a leaflet to say where you could fill these hot water bottles to. So we connected with um, cafes, restaurants, all this sort of stuff, where people on the streets could fill these hot water bottles. This story went viral. Um, it was one of those popular news stories um, on the website, but also it hit national headlines. She had loads of interviews, interviews. And it was all because generally, you know, a 15-year-old uh, doesn't necessarily do this sort of thing, really. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a really intriguing, surprising story, and it really captivated people. And uh, hence, it, you know, it did so well. You can challenge people, you know, why not, you know, reach out to someone in your church, uh, ask, ask about their story, put it online and see where it may go. People to, you know, encourage people to open up, guide them. I found that people often struggle to articulate their story. So if you need to do some training workshops, do that. Uh, we're currently doing that, you know, encouraging people to open up and share their story in authentic ways. Another way to challenge perceptions about your church and social media is to create fun things like Instagram Reels. Um, every single Sunday, I try to anyway, is to create a little bit of an Instagram reel for our church. And the whole idea behind this is that simply I challenge people's perceptions of what a church service is, is like. Uh, I want to tell people it's not boring, it's not dull, it is a really exciting place to be and it is life-filled. So what I do every single Sunday, I feel like a bit like paparazzi, but I go around with my phone and I take lots and lots of clips of the service, okay? And I put, put it together in an Instagram reel. So I'm going to play the video now so, so you get an idea how it can be put together.
So Instagram Reels are so easy to do. That was all just taken on my phone. It was all edited on my phone. The music was from my phone, and I was able to upload it. You know, that video did like 100 likes or something like that, got shares as well. But it's a really easy way to challenge people's perceptions about what a church service is like. You can use that as a bit of a promo video, really. Uh, you know, you say to people, hey, what is a church service like? Well, here's a bit of an Instagram reel, you get an idea. I'm really intentional about, um, you know, who I feature, really, in the Instagram reels. I try to get a diversity of different people. So diversity of ages. I often try to reach out to families. There is a whole broad range of people just to show that the church community is made up of different people. <laughs> and so hopefully someone viewing that video will say, hey, there's someone just like me. And then they'll hopefully tune in online or come, on, um, or come in person. It unpacks the service. It hopefully makes people feel comfortable and not such a scary experience coming to church. Um, and clips can be used in other promotional videos. Honestly, give it a go. These videos are super, super fun to put together, um, but also they do really well on social media because people love to share about their church service and say, hey, this is my church. Come along. Come along to my service. I'd love to sit next to you in the service that coming Sunday. Really easy. Give it a go. Instagram Reels. So storytelling and passion. Um, now, TikTok is mainly a platform for all younger people. Um, but I really applaud uh, kind of ministers, <laughs> government ministers who embrace in TikTok to share about what they do. Um, because it's unusual, right? You know, it's, you know, if you know anything about politics, sometimes they can be a little bit distant, I guess. And you're wondering, what do they do in Westminster? Well, I love, this is just one um, kind of uh, minister here who can take some ideas from, really. A uh, guy called Grant Shapps, he's the Secretary of State for Transport. But he's, that's not bad, 700,000 um, followers. He's got 50,000 uh, likes across his videos. And he's just sharing what he does as a government minister. And actually, you know, can we embrace social media? How can we go on to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever it may be, and we can just share about what we do uh, as churches, as leaders, as people in the church? This is just some ideas of things that he does uh, just to inspire us of things we can put on social media. Uh, will we be personally homing Ukrainians in our own personal homes? Yes, we will. We've only got the one home uh, where we live, and yeah, they'll be coming to live with us. It's three generations, a mum, a six-year-old, a grandpa. I'm here in Canary Wharf, where we've just detained the ship, which was due to sail at midday. It's a yacht uh, which belongs to a Russian oligarch, uh, friends of Putin, uh, and was here for a refit. I'm just going to tell you what it's like when a select committee asked to see a Secretary of State. Now this happens several times a year, sometimes on a specific subject, sometimes just a, a general run through of everything in your portfolio. And uh, there are select committees on uh, every single portfolio. So there's a great question here about what are some of the day-to-day -day duties of a minister. Well, the first thing to say is the job of the minister is separate from your job as an MP. As an MP, you represent your constituents, of course. So it's a big Saturday because it's before postal votes. Well, they're just about to go out on the doorsteps. We're here in Panzhanger. Say hi, guys. Hi. And we're going to hit the uh, door. So I'm out with the uh, police today, Sergeant Blunder. We're looking at drug driving. Uh, over the years, drink driving has become very socially unacceptable. The so we're out this morning, we're doing a bit of uh, knocking on doors in Welland Garden. I'm with the team behind me. Thank you, team. Hey. 
just some ideas there, really, is that his video style is quite simple, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's not done by a professional camera team, although I'm sure there are some advisors encouraging what to do and perhaps what not to do. Um, but why not? You know, it's easy on your phone to tell stories in your church. You know, create videos, create testimonies. You know, as an example from there, it's, it's easy on TikTok. But, you know, people asking questions. He said, hey, ask me anything about what I do as a minister. And he responds, and he does, and he shares stories. Why not ask, you know, people on your Facebook page, hey, have you got any question about the church community? We'd love to, you know, answer it for you. And create a video, create a video response. Um, it could be, a, you know, a whole series of videos that you do that get released every Friday at a certain time. Create a whole, uh, you know, watchable sort of thing that people engage with. Um, try it out. Simple filming. He's interesting. Uh, Ian unpacks current news stories, and he kind of puts his spin on it as well. Um, but he's got a real kind of passion in that as well, how he engages with the digital space. Um, another person who is passionate on social media that I think we can learn a lot from, and it's a bit random, but a guy called Francis, and he's a train spotter, okay? And I'm thinking, what? Okay, I don't know if you follow Francis on TikTok, but he has got 2.5 million followers on TikTok, and he's a train spotter. Now, I'm like, what? <laughs> now, I'm one of them. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a fan. Of, you know, I, I want to sound like a fan of train spotting. But he tells his story in a really interesting way. He is so passionate about train spotting. And when we present our stories as churches online, testimonies about, you know, the, the reason why we get up on a Sunday to go to church and take part in it, often we tell it really boringly. We're just a little bit dull. And I would encourage it. We're going to watch a short video here. But I would encourage you. Find a passion within you <laughs> to do videos online. Share about, you know, why do you follow Jesus? You know, when people share their testimonies, can you, you know, film it in interesting ways? Just get people to, uh, you know, inspire, to show their passion um, about uh, why their life has been transformed by Jesus. But let's have a look. Just a one-minute clip. Because why has a train spotter on TikTok got 2.5 million followers? You'll find out. It's quite interesting. Here we go. I'm here at Dilton Marsh Station, which at 15 metres long makes it the shortest platform in the Western region and potentially the UK, but that's up for debate. And very soon a Class 68 is going to go full, is going to be barraging through this tiny platform, coming all the way up from Scotland down to Eastleigh. Listen to it. Oh, <sighs> Hello, Class 68. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that video had 4.5 million views. <laughs> like, what? 4.5 million views. But, you know, like Francis, his actual real name is Luke, but it's actually a stage name, Francis. He knows he's funny. Like, he, you know, if you watch online, he'll say, I know I'm funny. Like, his whole video and the whole thing he does, he, he does it for comedic effect. But what comes across, he's passionate. Like, you'll watch his TikTok account. He's passionate about trains, and it overflows. And uh, encourage you, you know, as you embrace the digital space, just be passionate. <laughs> just be overflow. You never know who is watching. And Sam Fender, do you know the kind of artist? Uh, 
Francis came along on his scooter to one of his um, big concerts the other day. Like He's a bit of a national treasure now. Everyone kind of loves Francis. But his passion overflows. He's infectious. He's authentic and heartfelt. It's funny and amusing. It's insightful and interesting. Who in your church has fascinating stories, perhaps of miracles, of testimonies, of what God is doing in people's lives? Share them on social media and be creative. Final one on kind of storytelling and passion. Uh, this is just an example from a, a business called Business who created a blender. Okay, it sounds a bit random, but they created a blender. And they created a video series called Will It Blend? So they asked their followers to suggest items they can blend. So actually, this is an iPad. <laughs> they said, can their blender blend an iPad? And they produced a whole series of videos, loads of videos. They've been going for quite a few, few long times. These videos have got 300 million views. And all they are are things they're blending. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it's created this intrig intrigue and curiosity, and it's this repetition of a theme. Every Friday, you're going to get a Will It Blend video. But can there be a video series that you put together? You know, asking people, as I said, about faith-based questions. Um, perhaps you can get your whole team to unpack those questions that help people in their faith journeys. Tell about your story. Encourage people to be passionate with their story and about how, uh, you know, Jesus is changing lives. Okay, we are coming up near to the end. I know time is going as well. Share practical value on social media. Um, there seems to be a trend right now that actually you don't need to create the most beautifully created graphics and design graphics online. Actually, they'd they be quite simple. Um, can't quite see it there, but there, well, you can't read it very well. But this one over here on the left-hand side is Christine Kane. Um, you know, obviously, she has a huge following on Instagram. But that post there, which is literally a, a, a notes app on her phone, and she, she posted something on there, that got 45,000 likes. Um, you know, Craig Rochelle does these really simple posts. They get 6,000 likes, 7,000 likes. Actually, when we're sharing practical value, um, sharing helpful advice, it could be some notes from the Sunday service that you kind of minimize and uh, reduce down for a social media audience. It could be some, um, you know, scriptural analysis, ways of unpacking scripture, as you can see here. Put it on social media. People love to uh, receive that practical value and hopefully help them to understand the Bible better. This is a video some other creative ways of creating practical value in your um, content that you put on social media. So there you go. So really simple, but they just told about the love of Jesus for all of us in a really interesting way, in a really creative way. You know, what can we post on social media that is different? You know, it, it excites people, it intrigues people. Again, you know, that video was created on a phone. It's so, so easy to create really great high-quality content uh, with the tools that we have to hand. Now, um, all this stuff about, you know, different ideas for social media, different ideas for digital. Well, you know, as we look at digital, it really is a mission field. You know, there, there are so many people who will be happily, more than happy to engage online, but would never, ever, certainly at the first step, walk through the door of a church building. But they would watch online. This is a Church of England vicar 
he is really into gaming. And he, uh, he's got a Discord server, and he uh, has got a whole community online. Every single night, he plays games online. And he's got a whole church flock online. Every single night, he engages with them. He prays with people. He helps people when they're going through difficult times. He encourages them, gives scripture to them. Now, many people on this gaming community are not Christians, but they know him as the Church of England vicar, the, the, uh, the vicar of gaming, they call him. Um, and there are people, even in our Elim family, uh, Jack Ski, if you know him, he, every single night, he goes on a gaming community, um, and he ministers to people in the gaming community. In fact, it, soon he is marrying a couple who he first engaged in the gaming community. And also he said someone is moving close to where he lives from someone he met on the game, gaming community. Actually, you know, these relationships we have online are not fake, they're not fabricated, they are real-life people, but where they are at the moment, they just feel comfortable online, and perhaps they will, you know, stay online, and that's where, you know, they will be for a long period of time. Things like VR, virtual reality, things like meta-church, and uh, interesting ways of doing online church. Now, you might be thinking, what? Like, you know, we've just come out of COVID. Like, I'm done with internet church. But this sort of church is, is really doing some interesting things. Facebook, you know, recently changed their name to Meta, or certainly the parent company changed to Meta. Um, Craig Rochelle and uh, Life Church, the guys who did the Uversion Bible app, they recently launched their uh, Meta um, uh, church online campus, and every single week they're having salvation in the digital space. Uh, every single week, they're having people who have never, ever come to church, but they're saying, do you know what? I feel comfortable at home, and they're engaging. They're putting these headsets on, and they're engaging with the community online. Now, it's, now perhaps some of you are like, yeah, I get it. For me, I find it a little bizarre. I'm not going to lie to you. It just seems a bit like, what? That's... But we never t know until we give it a try. <laughs> There's a lot of academic papers out there about this sort of stuff, and, and, what, and it seems to be a re reoccurring theme that meta-church and virtual reality church will be much more commonplace than it is at the moment. In fact, one academic was like, every church will have a, a virtual reality church. I'm not too sure about that. But, you know, this will be commonplace. I chatted to someone, and, and I was like, you know, virtual reality, will, will that catch on? And they said, well, yeah, you know, when, if, instead of paying 150 quid for a Coldplay ticket, you know, why not put a VR on and it, pretend, not pretend, but experience the Coldplay concert like you were there, you know, in the stadium? It's interesting, right? You know, you know, there are lots of arguments about it and, you know, yeah, lots of discussion about it. But here's a little video just to kind of give you an idea of what a meta church or virtual reality church can look like. So here we go. Hey, welcome to Life Church Metaverse. My name is Ryan. I'm so glad that you're here today. Let me show you around. Check it out. Outside, we've got people that are showing up today or during our Sunday morning service. And people from all over the world are joining Life Church Metaverse. As you walk into this space, you'll see our lobby. Our lobby, we've got our info wall to your right, you can see. And then to your left, we've got a game room. The info wall is where we help people take next steps. And the game room is where we engage people in conversation. And we're just playing games with them, having fun with them. Ultimately, it all leads to the auditorium. We're going to experience something together that is so powerful, and that is time of worship with one another of with people from all over the world and an engaging message from our pastor pastor craig rochelle we're just so excited about what god is doing right here at life church metaverse let me quickly show you the auditorium as we're getting ready for service come check it out <laughs> Hi guys 
All right, as people walk in here, they're directed to, to sit in our seats over here. As you can see, they're surrounded by video screens. This is our live feed from our online service. And so, so you, as a church, you're able then your live stream of your service to engage people with the people God has called you to reach all over the world with your church. Man, I hope. I hope that God continues to do amazing things through your church and potentially through your church right here in the metaverse. Something different, eh? <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm not here to kind of sell this as a, uh, you know, this is the way to do church or what it will be like in the future, but just an appreciation, really, that there is a digital space out there that people are engaging, they're finding faith. You know, people will look at your church Facebook pages, and yeah, we can create this beautifully looking Facebook page, but that's not the end of the story. You know, there are people who will like and follow that Facebook page. We will create viral content that will reach people, and lives will be transformed. We never know where a bit of content may lead to. I'm going to skip uh, on there. So, digital at the heart of mission. Just some thoughts, really. Uh, you know, as we look to the future of how we can use social media, digital, virtual reality, it's going to be a creative space where we are thinking practically how to people, how to help people in their faith journeys, help people with questions about life and faith, creating viral content just with our phones. We're going to be bolder, risk-taker, creating conversations that is vulnerable and authentic, stepping out of our comfort zone in a world, a church that will look different online. It's going to be decentralized, where people tell their stories passionately about Jesus has changed their life. It's going to be raw and unpredictable. And wow, what a crazy digital world it is going to be. But hopefully that's kind of giving you a bit of a whirlwind, really. Hopefully to spark some thoughts, really, of how the digital space can be used for, uh, for the gospel. Now, before we kind of head today and just take a couple of questions at the end, if you have any uh, heads up about our Elim Digital Conference, Elim Digital Masterclasses. So I don't know if you engaged with any, uh, but last February we had um, nine different workshops that took place on the Elim Facebook and YouTube channels. Everything from how to operate a camera, um, what camera equipment to buy, to how to do social media, how to do youth work online, how to do prayer online, all that sort of stuff. So check out elim.org.uk slash digital for all the Elim Digital workshops. But right now we are doing Elim Digital Masterclasses. They are specialist workshops to help you engage creatively in the digital space. And here's a little bit of a promo video so you get an idea what it's all about. Uh, no, you've seen this. There we go. This one go. People live their life online. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, the metaverse. It's where people are at on their phones, their tablets, and their computers. And it's an amazing opportunity for us as Christians, for us as churches, to reach people for Jesus. Well, this is where the Elim Digital Masterclasses come into play. It's about equipping you to reach people with the good news of the gospel, equipping you to be creative, equipping you to use the latest technologies at your fingertips. We've got some great workshops coming up for you to be involved in for all your church teams. Sign up, get equipped, and let's reach people for Jesus using the digital space. And let's go viral with the gospel. So that's the URL there, elam.org.uk slash digital. And indeed, if you have any uh, workshops that you would love to put together to help equip and inspire Elam churches, talk to me. Like, honestly, 
oh, I secretly do this. So I want to learn from others. You know, <laughs> I'll be the first to say, like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm really intrigued. Uh, I want to educate myself. So if you've got any ideas, perhaps even uh, a workshop, like, be thinking, that'd be really good to learn about. I was chatting to some guys from Coventry yesterday, and we're going to launch a workshop soon about how to do um, online sound for Church Online. Um, you know, it's okay having a great visual, but does it sound all right? So they're going to put together an Elim Digital Workshop on that. Also, in the autumn, we have an in-person um, all-day event. Now we've got to work out a location on how to get the best out of use of your cameras. Uh, so if you've bought a whole load of a kit during COVID, you're wondering how to get the best use out of them, that's going to be coming out soon. Also, next February, we're going to have an in-person digital conference based in Exeter. Probably about the February time. We've just got to nail the date. Um, but check it out, elim.org.uk. There's also a mailing list as well. Um, so invite all your teams and hopefully, you know, it's not too scary, this world. Like, as I say, it's really easy to do good digital stuff. So it's not just the technical teams. It's anyone who's got a real heart for evangelism, heart for discipleship, and wants to do things creatively in the digital space.